Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. Which episode is it, Alex? 161. 161. Hells yeah, dude. Hells yeah. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, everybody. Fucking Alexis. What's up? And John Vibes. Hello. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sweet. So... So, so Jared, you had some um, first. I, first, I think we should we should probably mention the Patreon because you mm. know every week after this uh, podcast, we actually do an after hours program, mm-hmm. and uh, the way to get access to that is to uh, help us out on Patreon. And I, I believe right now, what is the minimum? Like like one dollar per month to get access to the uh, to the after hours podcast. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, that helps us keep the lights on down here in Liberty Basement and mm-hmm. uh, Liberty Basement, Anar- Anarchy Basement, same thing. Yeah, and you know it just like helps with all of that uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then uh, Jared had a deep philosophical um, discussion for us. Yeah, so like, uh, like, I, like a, th- a thought. It's kind of like a Springer's, deep thoughts a Springer's with a, final thought. Only it's a Snyderman. It's a first thought. A Snyderman's first thought. Like <laughs> we could have that. That could be like a new segment. I'm down for that. Yeah, so Snyderman's like first thought. I can hang with that. <laughs> so I was listening to uh, you guys. Ever listened to Dave, uh, Dave Smith's Part of the Problem podcast? Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Him. He's awesome. It's a great podcast, and uh, he had on Stephen Kinsella or Stephen Kinsella, and they were talking about. A bunch of stuff, but um, they went on to the topic of labor and whether you actually own labor or not. And uh, Kinsella made an interesting point where he was talking about, and, and it sort of relates to IP and it relates to Marxism a little bit, um, where so like you own you own your body, right? Self-ownership. We all agree on that. Because Kyle's not here. <laughs> so we all agree on that. And then you own and then you own, you know, the tools that you use, the resources that you have, or maybe you don't, um, or and someone's lending them to you or paying you to use their tools to produce work. But in actuality, you don't really own your labor because labor is not Labor is not property, right? Labor is an action that you perform with property to maybe create more property or to provide a service, but you don't actually own your labor. And there's a lot of problems that arise when you own your labor because it gets into the wishy-washy territory of like owning ideas and owning thoughts and owning things like that, which, you know, we don't, you can't own an idea, right? Yeah. I mean, you can own, you know, you own your brain. So, like, if an idea exists inside your head, like, eh, kind of you own that. But I mean, well, if you don't own your own labor, doesn't that get into the whole, like, wishy-washy discussion of uh, slavery? slavery cool? <laughs> well, see, but that's where the distinction is important because you own yourself, right? So you own your body, you own your arms, legs, everything that's attached to your body, you own that. And so you can employ that for whatever you want, but someone else does not have the right to employ your body. And that's where the slavery, that's, that's why slavery is wrong because you own yourself. It's not that you own your labor. It's just that you own yourself. The reality is no one can own labor because labor's not property. Labor is just an action performed on property. But it's does also, that make sense? It's also, I guess it's also tangible though. At the end of the day, like I did this, you know? Yeah. But the tangible thing is whatever you create with that labor. So like if you if you're welding something, right? Yeah. Like the action of welding is just an action, but in the end you have something that's been welded, 
you know, or, or something that you created through your welding process, which you either you own that or whoever paid you to do that owns that or right? whatever agreement you have worked out or whatever you know what agreement I mean? you have worked out. But, you know, the problem with saying that you own labor is that you sort of apply sort of like an intrinsic value characteristic onto that labor when the reality is, you know, that you start to get into like the labor theory of value stuff where it's like, you know, eight hours of man labor is worth X amount. It's like, no, I mean, it's not worth anything until the, what's worth something is what you produce with that labor. Right. So if like someone pays you, but you can bill somebody like by man hours or whatever. Oh, right? sure. I mean, you can be paid to perform an action. Um, but you're just employing your body in that action, right? You're employing your, your, your body, your, your brain and whatever tools you have or are provided to you. You're employing those things, but you don't, the labor itself is just an action. You know, it's not actually being, it, it doesn't fall into the category of being owned by anybody, you know? I don't know. I thought that was an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, I think it is interesting, too. I'm just not sure I understand what the implications are. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, what what exactly does it lead to one way or the other? What's the theory around that? Was there anything discussed on, on that yeah, level? Yeah, I, I think, think he, it leads to harder drugs. I mean, I'm all for <laughs> that. If that's where we're going, I'm on board. But <laughs> <laughs> No, it just leads to getting away from ideas of like being able to own things that are not tangible. I see. Being okay, able to own yeah. things like ideas, which, which is, see, I've never even really thought of owning labor. Right. I, I, I've just, I've always thought of kind of doing labor. You right. know what I mean? Um, but it, but like, because it's not something where I, I, I do, you know, X amount of labor and, and videotape it and then go around and try to sell it to, to, right. to people or something <laughs> right, like right. that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. <laughs> right. Like, like personally for me though, I don't see I don't have any problem with saying that you own your own labor. I think it seems mostly a semantical argument for the most part. I mean it is a semantic argument, but it's it's an important semantic it can be an important semantic argument because because then you have because then you're getting into well what is property because something can't be owned unless it's property right so That's if you start point. calling some actions and like intangible things like that property we get into like weird territories of like intellectual property is and, it common or, for or, people to say that they own their labor i mean dude there was a huge thread on like the liberty memes community group where like someone i guess had listened to that podcast and and posted you know, just the question, do you own your labor? And there was just like, I mean, a lot of it was just memes, of course, because it's a meme group, <laughs> but there were actually some serious conversations happening. And I got into it with somebody. I mean, it was a good, um, you know, well, what are the arguments against or not against, but like, what are some of the varying viewpoints? Well, you know, there's the viewpoint of saying, I think there's the fear of saying like, if you don't own your labor, then you can't charge somebody for your labor or you can't charge or like, then, like, it leads to the idea of, like, someone can own your labor, you know? So, I mean, a better way to approach it is that is to just say, like, labor cannot be owned. Yeah, I mean, there which are... Which would some... be a, a more a more um, delicate way and less, like... Because, you know, if you say you don't own your labor, that's like, who owns your labor? Does the state own your labor? Does the public own... No, like, nobody owns your labor because labor's not 
a thing that can be owned. There are some anarchists who make the same argument, um, and I'm not for or against, I just find it interesting. Uh They make the same argument against self-ownership. Because they say they don't believe in self-ownership because they think that uh, the self can't be owned. Mm. That nobody can own a human being, even yourself. And if you put up self-ownership, then Mm. you open up the door for other people owning you. Mm. There are are anarchists of certain stripes that I've heard. And it's just... Oh, there's the argument that since you own yourself, you can therefore sell yourself into slavery or something like that? Something like that. or, Or it's just the fact that you can be owned generally um and people some people object to that i've just i've heard that argument and it sounds it sounds somewhat similar from like a a semantical kind of standpoint yeah but i mean the thing i mean it depends on how you define the self and that gets into like really tricky territory yeah that's true you know then you get into like buddhist shit where it's like there is no self you know which there's some definitely some legitimacy to that idea but i think from like a purely physical standpoint I mean, there is a self that is like Jared, that is distinct from John, that is distinct from Alex, and sometimes distinct from Bergman. <laughs> um, Just enough so you know uh, to put the food in the right mouth, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, from a purely physical standpoint, it makes I think it makes sense to say that you can own yourself because, you know, you can... You have direct control that's how i feel you know that's how i feel personally yeah Yeah. and i think it's different than saying you own your labor because labor is just just an action it's an action performed with yourself yeah yeah it's it's a different situation but it's just a similar argument yeah by saying that you own your labor you're just saying that you know nobody um is is in any way entitled exactly yeah like to your labor Mm -hmm. no it's like i own my labor fuck you yeah like i can choose to do the job or not uh, you agree upon you're going to pay me X amount when the job is done. Like, all right, it's something. Yeah, tangible. I mean, it's definitely like, a, it's definitely an in the weeds kind of philosophical debate that doesn't. I mean, it has some loose bearings, like I said, on like IP and stuff. But I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It is to, interesting to for up. sure. And definitely like, I had never really thought of it that way, you know, because like there's the idea of like, you know, homesteading is like mixing your labor. That's also where it kind of comes into play is when we talk about like homesteading things and it's like mixing your labor with uh you know the land or whatever and Kinsel was just pointing out how that's like bullshit that's not really what homesteading is homesteading is just you transform property into something useful essentially and then it becomes your property you know because it was before that it was in a state of nature you came in you did something to it to make it usable and have value and therefore it becomes your property it has yeah. nothing to do with like mixing this thing called labor in with it like it's like some kind of fucking like alchemy <laughs> shit <you know? laughs> yeah so, from that standpoint it makes sense but uh yeah i just thought that was interesting yeah absolutely i think so too cool um all right we can move on to drug dogs yeah so this week it's it's probably definitely bullshit but since cops are crazy you never know what'll happen um it, it's illinois i think some canine trainer was interviewed by a local newspaper there, and he basically said that if the state legalizes weed, they're probably going to need to kill all their drug dogs. And, you know, of course, a bunch of experts are like, you you people are idiots and this and that. And, you know, their excuses... This was a dog trainer at the police academy? Yeah. Or police station, whatever? Their excuses that since the drain... The, the, 
dogs are trained to be antisocial and, you know... They couldn't be... Re- they could, or, yeah, like, yeah. They're appara- trained to do. Apparently, they're trained to be killers, and 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 you know, <laughs> fucking bullshit. They can't. But you know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of of dog trainers and stuff like that who would be willing to take them in. I think it, it yeah. definitely seemed like it was a threat. But regardless, you know, cops do crazy things, and I would not put it past them to kill a bunch of dogs. It's pulling at the heartstrings of it's like a desperation hail mary. Like, yep. oh my god, if weed's legal, they'll kill the dogs. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, insane. Yeah, because I mean, you can't tell me dogs can't be re- rehabilitated. Well, and he said and it, it would be inhumane to put them through treatment to rehabilitate them. And I mean, it's not inhumane, inhumane. the conditions like, that they keep them in already. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And all the shit they put them through to, like, you know, they're basically prisoners you know yeah uh, it's i love i love how it's legal for them to do that but it's not legal to you know run like a dog fighting thing exactly right. it's I the mean, same they should thing both be illegal <laughs> it's the know, same but, shit yeah. yeah um that's crazy man this was in illinois but you know there's illinois. no just, eh. what's that this was in he asked in illinois. illinois yeah okay well you know there's nothing that goes together as 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 well as dogs and and or uh cops and dog murder so yeah yeah because they they're always killing their dogs it's crazy you know when i was writing that article i was like i just you know was searching some other stories about cops that killed their dog and there was an abundance of them it was crazy yeah. Most of them, it's just like leaving them in the hot car for a five. Oh, you days mean like killing whatever. their own dogs? Yeah, yeah. I was talking yeah. about them just killing other people's. dogs. Oh, killing other people's dogs. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> they do that more often. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like. A... But, but fairly often they kill. They treat their own dogs like shit too. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And they don't get charged like we would. We would get charged just killing a cop. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, if we killed their exactly. Dog? Yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. Unsurprising, but. Yeah, Fuck. the cop thing is insane. And, uh, you know, an- another article I wrote this week was that there were a number of churches in California and Nevada that are banding together and they're, they have made a pact to refuse to call the cops. Even if there's a violent situation, they're going to handle it other ways. Wow. And, yeah. and Wait, are these black churches? I am not sure. No, no, no. Actually, I do remember there... Uh, both, but a lot of the churches that were interviewed were were white churches. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, but yeah, no, they were. Uh, there were a number of different churches, and it was basically the leaders who were kind of s- starting the movement, and they they said that they were encouraging the people who came to their churches to do it. But of course, you know, it's not like a requirement or anything. But they were just they talk about the police issues during their you know, sermons and all that. And in the interviews, they were pretty hardcore. They were talking about abolishing the police and there's no hope of reform. And these things were started as slave catching patrols and all this stuff. Like these preachers talking like some serious business. That's pretty ballsy. Cause like a lot of churches, well, clearly like, um, I, you know, I don't go to Catholic church anymore, but you know, pretty much grew up born and raised Catholic, but you, a lot of times you, you see it like <clears throat> since they have tax exemption that they don't speak out because then, and like in all, pretty much like all faiths, you know, you don't see too many speaking out against um, government or policies because they don't want to lose that tax exemption status. Yeah. So they're, they're just like neutered the tri- you know, it's so, you know, speak out against that. That's, that's pretty ballsy. And one of the things you gotta be 
probably careful or well, not they don't have to be careful but they, they can say whatever they want but you just worry about that like you know it'll that, be interesting and i mean it'll yeah. be an even better story if, if if the government does come down on them because then it'll right. be like look at this right. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. you know it'll be proof of kind of the enforcement that kind of goes on how some like, of these hey, you want you want to keep that tax exemption uh you know exemption status you better shut the fuck up you know mm-hmm. stay in line yeah you know don't speak against like you know, you can only say so much. Stay within the lines. Like, stay in your lane. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, pretty, that's wild. Yeah, and a lot of them interviewed. Where, where was this again? Uh, California and Nevada and some areas, like, near there. Wow. But, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting because some of them were saying, like, this is, uh, it would be against what we believe in and to call the cops. <laughs> so, it's like these people are actually practicing what they preach, you know nice. what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. That was one of the. Uh, Do they pos- offer their um, their solutions in place of the cops? Uh, it was basically like you know, the community handling things on their own kind of deal. Like we have enough people to handle a, a situation that gets like out. Like kind of, hand. of uh, what do they call those things? Community watch or yeah, whatever. neighborhood watch neighborhood or whatever. Watch. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they say that they have enough people within their church and that deal with them where they can handle any situation that kind of comes at them, which I thought was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I wonder how they do that in California though, because they got pretty strict gun laws out there, right? Yeah, I I would assume that <laughs> they're probably the, just the the ones not abiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows what their situation is in California? In Nevada, yeah. their gun laws are oh, pretty. Yeah, they they don't have a problem. Not exactly. There. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how just one state over. You know, just imaginary lines, bro. Yep, and then one, <laughs> and then one more line over. Everything's legal with weed and stuff. Oh, Nevada is legal now too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And California's getting, or are they legal too? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, just went legal, right. I think. But it used to not be that way. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's that's cool though. I like that shit. Hell yeah! It's good to have some positive stories every now yeah. and then. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right. Uh, North Korea meeting. Who wants to talk about that? Well, uh, I, 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 what's the, what part of the meet the meeting? What what meeting or is? Uh, is well, it's coming up, right? It's in uh, Singapore. They chose the date. Trump's going to meet with Kim Jong Un. Oh, interesting. Um, this just after wow. the hostages were released. Uh, what just a couple of days ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> dude, like, I think like, I, I just read earlier that um, apparently they're talking about like if uh, North Korea, if Kim Jong Un gives up his nukes, um, they're talking about uh, America will will uh, help rebuild uh, North Korea. Well, you know what that means. That means, it, it means keep get Korea in a shitload from, of debt, taking money from uh, you know your middle class Americans probably, and then sending it over to the ruling class in North Korea. That's that's what well, I hear. Well, that's only part of it. I mean, the other part of it is that North Korea is going to be in a shitload of debt to America forever after that, and they're going to have to kiss the ring Well, forever. they don't have a central bank, so North Korea doesn't have a central bank. Not so that's yet. that's just the way, exactly. That's yeah. ha- so to that's get them common. into, like, deep into, uh, you know, the international monetary fund, like, deep yeah. in debt, just to, you know, keep them, have them by the balls financially. I guarantee you a Wait, part have of a that... central bank? A part no, of that North- rebuilding... Not a Rothschild. Well, not, not you a know. Rothschild. Central <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, not, they, but they do have a central bank. Though, not right? one that is tied in with the World Trade Organization yeah. and the uh, one, International yeah. Monetary Fund and all that. Because you know, there's a network of banks that are all connected to those organizations, yeah. those international organizations. And there's only a few countries in the world 
that don't belong to that, and North Korea was one of them. Mm -hmm. Iran and Syria. And you yeah, wonder why? Yeah, exactly. Wonder why? Like you know, so seem to always have issues with said countries. It's going to be a part of that rebuilding process. I guarantee you is going to probably be a central bank. So when they say rebuilding. They mean rebuilding North Korea's society with them running it. That's my read on the situation. And of mm -hmm. course, they're going to take tax dollars from us to do it. It's a part of their conquest. So what they have done is instead of conquering North Korea militarily, they're going to do it through diplomacy now. They're not going to let North Korea flourish on their own and, and open up trade and, and do all this. They're going to fucking control that shit, you know, like a crazy person <laughs> yeah. uh, that, yeah, that, that, that's my assumption yeah and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens but i mean it definitely you know you look at just the fact like what was it just a month ago uh, north and south korea unified or yeah. not, but you know basically um ended the the korean war um yeah and then you have i mean as much as i wouldn't like any of that shit to happen as long as better it's, than war, it's yeah. better than it, number one. It's better than war, and if North Korea releases all of their, you know, deten detainees and detention center people, and you know, basically um, death camps, death yeah. camps, like if all those people get free, I'll take it. You know what I mean? It's not ideal. Like I don't want a central bank or whatever. You know, but I, I'll take that shit. I really, I really feel like Kim Jong Un wanted to do this all along. To be honest with you. I, I mean, he's only been in power for a couple years and shit like that. Yeah. And he inherited his, his father's military and shit, which is crazy as fuck. Half of them probably wanted to kill him anyway and do their own shit. No, there was like a lot of like, a, well, he was he was like sick for a while and they were thinking maybe there was like a, you know, uh, an attempt on his life or. Yeah. You know, that, that, that. And I think that he probably like he was he was young. He studied abroad when he was. Uh, you know, young. Yeah. And I I just feel like he wanted to modernize the country and and not be... I mean, I'm sure he's a crazy dictator. D don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, he definitely but is. But <laughs> I, I, I feel like he did not want to g go in the same path that the country was well, going. Well, I think he just, like, looked Because, I mean, with him like... bringing Rodman over and shit like that, <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, like, a huge Bulls well, fan. Well, he was definitely, like, it... he's definitely a fan of Western, Western, you know, quote-unquote Western civilization, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm, I imagine when he was studying abroad and learning about what was happening to all these other dictators around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I better get ahead of this shit and, like, not end up getting like filleted alive by my own people <laughs> that's kind of what i'm thinking because yeah. you know of course the trump people want to be like oh yeah it was trump threatening war and it was tr trump threatening was, to blow things up what it about was... south korea like the south korean president saying he should get the i think Nobel that's Peace just Prize. him saying shit like yeah but of course the enemy the former enemy of north korea is going to say that they were beaten into submission yeah of course that's what they're going to say right you know what i mean like and, that's you know, seen... get and then give you know give one to Trump so that exactly. he'll you know treat them favorably or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, because we have been the or I mean not we but you know the, <laughs> the United States government has been you know very very good to South Korea uh -huh. over yeah. the years. Oh yeah, I just wonder if they're gonna pull troops out. Like, I people doubt are freaking that. out about this. Like, yeah, the fucking warmongers are like. 
you know, you can't, you can't, you know, as soon as the, the United States pull their troops out of South Korea, like, the North Koreans are just going to fucking kill everybody. It's like, what are you talking about? It's not going to happen. It's not. (laughs) Like, why would they do that? Even like, like the U.S. doesn't pull troops out of anywhere. Well, first of all, that's not going to happen. And like, let's just say magically it did happen. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But let's, let's say theoretically they did. Why would North Korea then all of a sudden des- decide to attack? Like we couldn't just no like the United States couldn't just fly a bunch of fucking helicopters yeah, back yeah, over exactly. and just murder everybody. Not like, to mention we're just like de- the you know the the U.S. military is like declawing, defanging the shit out of them right now, so oh, they ain't yeah. going to be able to do shit. Yeah, it's such a they're going to be fucked with like Japan was for like fifty years, not being able to fucking defend their own shit. Yeah, it was like uh, well, I was stationed over there twice when I was in the Air Force, and it was like such a joke, like um. It, like if something actually went down over there, there'd be no point to have like U.S. troops in like like I was like 50 miles from the DMZ. Like a lot of time, basically the whole thing was like in a quote unquote scenario, uh, in a war with North Korea, like during exercises that we it basically like you had probably about 24 to 48 hours like that they would know some shit's about to go down, mm-hmm. and basically the whole thing would just be like all right, get all the planes ready to fly north. And, like, everything on that base is, like, hardened. Like, hardened aircraft shelters. Like, you know, everything is, like, underground. Like, and you're operating in, like, op, like MOP4, like, gas masks and, you know, full chem suits, everything. That's like, hardcore, doing, yeah. like, all, all these, like, ex- like, we would do them multiple times a year. But a lot of times you thought, like, wait a minute. Shit would really go down. We're only 50 miles from the DMZ. They're going to be, like, hitting this base. Like, it basically, when all the planes take off, we're just, like... They're gonna go further south. You know what I mean? Like it would just be within the first. They said like within the first week, it would basically just be um, like A tens and F sixteens just basically taking out um, like Scud sites and like artillery sites because they just have like North Korea doesn't have the most technically allowed, but they just have so much like Cold War era like shit. Yeah, and then like within the first week, it would, like that's all it would be. Like it was it's fucking wild over there. Like. I remember going up to the DMZ, uh, like just to you know, up there where where they just met, where uh, the, the um, Kim Jong Un and the president of South South Korea met in that demilitarized zone. That shit was yeah. wild, man. Like you're literally like looking right across, and you see like, yeah. and um, but going up there on all the major highways, like picture like Interstate 95, but as you're getting closer up to uh, the DMZ. There's like less and less cars. Like it's just like less and less and less. And then it just gets really rural and like almost eerie because you see like these massive like two story concrete like uh like almost like bridges. And then it but there's no there's nothing above it. And it's just like 10, 20 feet like high, like concrete. And they're basically set to detonate. So if North Korea would like come down, like it they would detonate these like basically roadblocks to stop mm-hmm. like their you know basically their infantry and like all and like wow. tanks and fo- like just crazy shit and then you're just driving along and then all of a sudden like all right like a checkpoint and it's like south korean military like just kind of because as you get you know you're a couple miles away from the dmz it's like very it, it's 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 wild over there but it just wouldn't make any sense like like that's the whole thing like the whole um you know the warmongers and the neocons like they they make these arguments and it's like it doesn't even make sense for us to be over there and even if we weren't like i would always say all the time like when i was when i was over there like we have bases in guam like if shit would go down we don't actually need troops in like south korea yeah you know like what like you get there in like two hours if something would go down like the guam the island of guam's a u.s territory like we have like like squadrons of uh, like 
uh, B two bombers there and like fucking everything. Like they would just if they would do it. Would, it makes no fucking sense. Like yeah. for North Korea to do that. Same thing like with what's going on in Syria just a couple weeks ago. It's like what sense would it make for Assad to like commit I don't like a chemical attack on his own people when like basically Trump like a week prior was like, oh yeah, we're pulling out uh we're pulling out our troops and you know we're not going to get involved anymore over in the the Syrian conflict. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's like. You know what I mean? Like Assad's like, oh, you know what? This would be a great time for me to gas my own people. Like, it's just, yeah. like, they're dictators. Don't get me, like, just like what John said, but they're not fucking suicidal. Like, they're not, you know, like, you you don't, it's just like our foreign policy is just insane. Yeah, mm. like, the, the media and the politicians act like these rulers in foreign countries are just, like, frothing at the mouth, like, rabid, satanic, uh, possessed, like, you know murderous like do, who, who are just on this rampage who have no common sense and that there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing because then if they admitted that there was any sanity to these other rulers then they would have to admit the bullshit in their own foreign policy mm. but yeah the like you said these people have a a thing for self-preservation and that's why they constantly bend over backwards for the u.s and are willing to you know not develop certain weapons and they're willing to abide by certain treaties because they don't want to end up being the next syria or iran or whatever mm -hmm. speaking of iran the iran deal yeah we're steel <laughs> Worst deal. Worst dude i deal. saw a meme that said like a man that that paid like a half a, a quarter million dollars for sex calls this a bad deal or something like that <laughs> oh yeah i, I think I, I shared that in the in the uh punk rock libertarian that, that was a good one yeah <laughs> it's fun man yeah i mean it's uh, ever since like you know we had what john bolton now in the trump administration it's just it's gone full full neocon lately yeah um I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Well, the funny thing is, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but Trump and the U.S. backed out of the deal, but Iran stayed in it. <laughs> you know, they stayed in their that deal, um, you know, to like not continue their nuclear program or whatever, all the stipulations. But and some other countries are it's like, kind of just like a big fuck you, you know. And uh, yeah, well, other countries are 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 staying in it as well. Yeah, like France is like. They were saying they're upset because, like, I guess there's like a lot of trade deals with like Airbus. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and um, a couple other like companies that they op or that trade with Iran are going to be like hurt by this. It's just, it's just economic warfare. It's you know mm -hmm. sanctions and you know it's just another form. It's and I was just reading um, this one page I follow on Instagram, Freedom Faction. Um, and it was it. I saw the where the article was from, but it was uh, in Zero Hedge, and Zero Hedge is pretty pretty legit. But it was an article that came out in the Washington Beacon or uh, Free Beacon, and basically that there's been like leaked um, that basically our policy we're basically looking at regime change in Iran, most likely. Um, that's like their goal, mm -hmm. and and it makes you have John Bolton's neocons been like, you know, basically for the past 10, 15 years, pretty much just nonstop like they have a hard on for you know regime change in in syria in iran um they clearly they're the the you know the policy makers for you know leading up to the debacle in iraq and what we're still in afghanistan so th these individuals are, are i i don't know i definitely think 
um, that's probably what it's what it's uh, going to turn out to be. Some form of like you know probably something maybe not full on you know invasion or something, but probably like within well, like CIA operation, like some like uh, like the, operation on the ground. That deal, I think, in a lot of ways, gave Israel the green light to bomb the shit that out too. of Iran well, they because they hour, Iran. hours <clears throat> after the deal was broken. Like, hours after Trump pulled out of it, like, a bunch of missiles flew from Israel over to yeah, Iran. Yeah, it was like an airstrike yeah. on, uh, it's apparently like an Iranian uh, military outpost in Syria. I think they and were also claiming that Iran attacked them first. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't Which, shock, it, you know. The Israel yeah. always does that shit. They're, they're <laughs> like, oh, they're attacking us, they're attacking us. Meanwhile, it's like you've been raining bombs on them for the past couple of months. Yeah. You know, and then the first time. What's up with your people, Jared? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Well, it's just fucking Netanyahu, <laughs> motherfucker, man. Yeah, just I mean, it's, it's Zionism. It's, Zionist Netanyahu. <laughs> well, 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 it's 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 weird because the, 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 the go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you go. Um, I mean, I was in Israel in uh back in like 2016. Um, because they do this thing where they, if you're Jewish, they'll send you there for free. Because they're basically just trying to get yeah. like, Jews like migrate there to to join to the buy, IDF to buy yeah. to buy buy like buy a property in disputed land. territories yeah that, exactly <laughs> to buy to, to, buy, yes. to buy property and think That's it's like your the birthright idea. That's, like it's your birthright to this to this occupied land that like you as I don't like, know if they're encouraging you they to, like, do dude there's fucking, they do dude there's people dude. that come all. That shit. Have you ever seen what? the Louis Thoreau the with the people that moved to Israel? Dude, it's the occupied so territories. Crazy. They're like zealots, like fundamentalists. Oh yeah, just like, definitely those people. That, but that's oh, what I'm saying. But they Most... encourage them to, to come to, to basically come to Israel, like to basically buy property and land in these. It is encouraged because one of their main goals is expanding their borders, and mm. their and they've been politicians that. talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And the way that they expand those borders is keep on pushing people out on the. Yeah. And I mean, it's my feeling that. Like, there's a lot of people who say that, like, Israel runs the United States foreign policy and all that. I think it's the other way around. Mm. I think that Israel is a colony that was set up by the British and the Americans, mm -hmm. uh, the, the American elite, and they use it as a base in the Middle East where they continue to expand, and they basically use the Jews as... Um, puppets uh, yeah they use them as pawns essentially yeah. out there because dude that's a shitty place to live in yeah. a war zone like i know that you're kind of buffered and stuff like that but you're still kind of in a war zone oh yeah well and well, dude jared was telling us about his his uh israeli pilgrimage yeah so what tell us more so sorry i didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> dude well no but i was just gonna say it's weird so like one other angle to this is from what i saw um, and, like, the Israelis I met, like, they weren't super hyper-religious, right? I mean, they were very sort of... Um, nationalistic, maybe? Na definitely nationalistic, or not even necessarily nationalistic, but uh, uh, I guess tribalistic as far as, like, the Jewish people. Yeah. Like, uh, like the chosen people thing. Well, and, and, and not even necessarily the chosen people thing from, like, the religious standpoint, because that's what I'm getting to, is they weren't very religious, right? But it was more just, like... The you know which there's definitely some validity to it, but you know the Jewish people as like a sort of race, having been oppressed throughout history, you know, <clears throat> with like the Holocaust yeah. and, um, and like the Bible Inquisition stuff. and like the Crusades and well, Egypt is 
I don't even actually. I don't think that actually happened. Yeah, There's I, no historical evidence of that. And happening. that's the, the reason why they're there. That's why they say they own the place, right? Is the well, Bible I mean, stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were definitely in Israel. I'm just saying, like, they, it wasn't like Egypt because it wasn't like who's living there. Like, now. They, they were not slaves in Egypt. Like that. There's no historical evidence for that. I see. Um, but no, I, there's definitely, you know, they were definitely there in like, you know, the early the okay. early times. But hold on, let me finish. Well, 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 you're now you're just blowing my mind here, Jared. You you have to like like respond to this, dude. Okay. Like, like I, I grew up in like uh you know like a, a Baptist Christian you know environment, dude. And so, so you're saying that like the like slavery in Egypt, uh, Moses, you don't believe that that ever happened? There's no historical evidence for it. So, so you, like what, from what, all what, accounts, like the people that not? built the pyramids were paid for their labor, and they weren't like <laughs> they didn't have slaves. I mean, they probably had slaves, but it wasn't like the, all the pyramids. They were had just built citizens, <laughs> which is a different kind of slave. Well, yeah, it's of a course. paid, free-range slave, <laughs> right? But it wasn't a slave with an allowance. The story is total bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that, that at least as far as like historical evidence is concerned, like there's no corroborating evidence. There's not no like paleo. Um, getting d- we're going deep. So the people, the people in the lab coats do not think right. that this is the case. <laughs> okay, so you're, the Red Sea was not parted. <laughs> like, I don't believe so. Some of these events might have, you know, there, there's always sort of people try to explain like how certain stories made it in. Like maybe there was like a a what do they call it a tsunami that that came. Th- I don't know. The tsunami great- happened somewhere, and they it was like oh, it parted the sea or something. What if it was <laughs> aliens? <laughs> or could have aliens? We're going deep in the docks, but uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, my point is that there's a certain. Um, it's not even necessarily religious. It's more of like a tribalistic, like Zionism. I mean, it's it's it is Zionism um, to the idea of like the Jewish people need a homeland somewhere to basically like barricade themselves in and protect themselves from everybody trying to kill them idaho like to- would be awesome if they did it in like idaho or well, montana that's the, thing. The, the original plot the original plan was to put them in um oh, where the fuck is it somewhere in like northern oh, africa i know pikesville see i i don't i don't like putting them in in these in these countries that like like just put them in America. Like put them put them in a Western country where they're not like invading somebody else's land. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying I support any of this. I'm I, just explaining. I I'm just explaining Absolutely. the mentality of like the people that I met that actually like like one guy I met had immigrated from Russia, and he just went there because he wanted to, you know, essentially like defend the Jewish people. You know, there's a yeah, I, there's a lot of that. And, I bet. and you know, maybe at some point that there there was some truth to that. However, I mean, you know, just picking that piece of land was just just such a horrible idea. <laughs> like, yeah, and well, like, and that's where the it religious... was planned for a very long time. That specific plot. Oh, of land. I know it was planned. Yeah, I know the almost the entire yeah, history I mean, like, of that. Like, but... I mean, wasn't it also like prophesied in the Bible that it, like Israel would you know come back on that uh right and land. that's and where then it, that's then it, didn't, then it did happen you know yeah and that's uh, where i uh, think so the religious docks, stuff dude? what's that what about those docks the docks what yeah. docks i, I don't, don't think get, you can count the those docks that those are docks but yeah so so my <laughs> really? my, I mean, my point is that like the side and then it happened you can't count it i don't know i i dude I, i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying dude. so so what jared what well i'm just saying so like that the whole like the religious aspect with just about everything in my opinion just kind of fucks everything up because like 
Yeah, if it hadn't been this drive to like get them back to the homeland, so to speak, like yeah. like homeland. it would have been better to put yeah put them somewhere else that's like less contested or like voluntarily given to them by one of the countries. Like that's... be like, here's a place in like fucking Alaska, or <laughs> like here's a place in like the middle of the fucking United States that nobody lives in, and we're just gonna set them up. That's like, what I'm saying. Because, I mean, Israel is only the it, size... It would be like if the Jews won Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. But like, so, but, like, think about this. Like, Israel is the size of Delaware. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. could take a piece of, like, just picture, exactly. like, fucking, uh, like, North Dakota and, like, fit... Delaware into there. It's like a small fraction of North Dakota. Exactly. You could put the you could have put these people there. But but they didn't want to do they that. Want they to. wanted to invade the Middle East and use the Jews as right, pawns. Right. Right. And uh, and I think so like there's this thing where it's like I'm sympathetic or to the people who live there and and are indoctrinated into the situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah and you're sympathetic to their intent. I mean, uh, sympathetic uh, to their you intent. You just think that their intent isn't really... I think their intent's based on... A, a bunch of BS. A lot of it's BS. I mean, I do I do think there's some credibility to the idea that, like, Jews are generally... Like, there's definitely a lot of anti-Semitism. And now, I don't relate... I'm not one of these people that's like, if you criticize Israel, you're anti-Semitic, because that's horseshit. Well, that's how, like, that's how some people take it. Like, they'll but, take, you can't even criticize our policies yeah, yeah. or well, anything that's bullshit. you. Yeah, well, yeah. that's bullshit. That's he, like yeah. saying, like, if I criticize Barack Obama, I'm a racist. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, that's horseshit. <laughs> However, there's definitely anti-Semitism that is very prevalent. Or I mean, we see it in the fucking libertarian community. We see it all the time, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I understand the idea of, like, if these people want to band together and, like sort of fortify in a plot of land somewhere. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm definitely not all about it being like, you know, taken from other people who didn't want it taken from them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's where the problem arises. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the, f the final topic of the night. We gotta end on a strong note here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt, I've heard you, uh, <laughs> You've been using some special tools to perform your manscaping procedures. Wow, Jared, does your mother tell you everything? <laughs> Whoa, hey now. <laughs> On Mother's oh, Day. Oh, <laughs> shit, son. Brutal, bro. That was good. Brutal. Brutal. Okay, okay. I was just joking about that. That was I a know. mom joke. I know. On Mother's Day. It's fine. Your mom gay. <laughs> your mom gay. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. You know, the other night I was, I was a little blazed, you know, a little, a little drunk. And you know, sometimes like, sometimes <laughs> was it a day ending and why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, sometimes you know, you you're playing around with your pocket knife, and you start to shave a little arm hair, you know, nah. just to yeah. see how, how okay. sharp it goes or whatever. I guess is that a thing? So, anyways, like like I was shaving a little leg hair, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I, I did a bunch of it, and I'm like, wow, you know, maybe I should just do some uh, manscaping. Yeah. How, you wow. Know? All right. So yeah, I ended up like just fucking just, Amazonian motherfucker. Ended up just going all around it, you know, and I was able to 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 do it, you know. Dude, what if you slipped? I, I didn't. There was a good chance of that I, happening I, because I, I, I was, heard that I was, he was inebriated. I was drunk and high and didn't. Wow, man, that's impressive. You could have hit the tip. No, I, that would never have happened. I don't know, man. You it, got a steady hand. It's, yeah, I was secure. It's pretty know? ballsy of you. Yeah, and then um, actually, you know, afterwards, I was he could have gotten circumcised again. Yeah, I mean, afterwards, you know, I, I was I was thinking, you know, well, if I'm able to do this, you know, I, I could uh, probably shave with a knife as well, right? So, you know, but it, you know, I've got a beard, and I don't, I don't want to shave it off, you know. But I, I think, like, like if I do shave it off, I'm gonna do it with a knife. 
But um, and, and so right afterwards, thinking about all this, you know, I went on YouTube and I started um, looking up like you know shaving with a knife videos, shaving and balls with a knife. No, not specifically that. <laughs> he looked on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. No, at, at any rate, there was this dude shaving his face with a Bowie knife on YouTube. And from from what I saw in the video, there was there was no cuts or anything, and and he did it. <laughs> what are the comments job. looking like, Jared? Anybody? Yeah. Uh, no, just <laughs> yeah. someone saying vape nation. Someone <laughs> defending Israel. Um, no, nothing about <laughs> escaping with a knife. No, nothing. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, anyways, that was that. It was fun. <laughs> it was um, fun. If you're confident in your knife skills, we'll do again. If you've got a shirt, I, yeah, I have no problem with it. As, you know, um, but yeah, if you're confident with with your your knife skills and you've, you've got a knife that'll do it, uh, you know, sharply and it'll work out for you. I'd say I'd say uh, go for it. Just don't cut yourself. You know, of course. Good good advice, Matt. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> dude. I I I believe in each and every one of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I guess th- that's probably about it for this week. Mm. Um, we, we've also we've got the Patreon going now on now, and then we're gonna do we do an after hours podcast every week. So, if you want to check that out, um, if you uh, contribute at least a dollar into it to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement, um, you will gain access to our after hours program. And also, we're always accepting articles over at thedailyliberator.com. So, if you have something to say, we provided a podium for which you to say it. And uh, we've also got T-shirts over at uh, LibertarianCountry.com. Mm. So if, if you type in the code uh, PRL or the code PRL podcast, a shirt today? you will receive a 10% discount oh, off of uh, any of the stuff over there. I'm wearing a shirt right now. So uh, what does this one say, Jerry? Truth is treason in the empire of lies. Yeah, with, with your good old RP. Yeah, man. Yeah. So oh, yeah. until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs in red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. Ah, believe the jokes. We'll do the best for you. And I believe that we. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!